call gives us a pretty clear list of to-dos and not to-dos. It is about to get personal up in here. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We are in episode 160 today. Hard to believe we're at 160, and we're praying through Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through 32. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship. And that comes from Ephesians 4. 30, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. And that verse says, And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You are sealed by Him for the day of redemption. And so this morning in worship, we're going to focus on the Spirit and what He does for us and the um, the gifts that He gives us. So let's just go to it. Father, as always, I come to you full of gratitude in this space, that we have the freedom to do this and that we have the ability to do this in this day and age that we can come on and gather without being in the same place. I thank you that you've opened up this avenue specifically for us to be speaking with you about scripture, that we have scriptures that you've given them to us and that we have this ability to do this gathered in a way that isn't face to face. I want to thank you this morning for your gift of your Holy Spirit. We think about this not as frequently as we think about the gift of salvation through Jesus, but the fact that, Spirit, you come and make a home in us is astonishing, that you are our comforter and our friend and our guidance, and that you bring the teachings of God to mind, that you are here as, as oh, the word that I wanted just completely escaped. The fact that you would be in my human physical body and be willing to sit with my mess is amazing. And I honor you for being interested in doing that. The the fact that your love and your desire for relationship is so powerful, a part of who you are, and drives so much of my response to you. Your presence in my life is a guarantee of my salvation. And the fact that you are with me in ways that <laughs> that before you was just um, infrequent and, and, and not possible in some respects is amazing. That I live in a day and a time when you can walk with me through my everyday is something that I'm grateful for as well. I honor you today for being God, for being a part of this triune Godhead that is a mystery to us. The fact that you can be here and be one and be three is a mystery and speaks to that, that you are, you know, the words that keep ringing through my head are over and above, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not sure those are the right words, but that's the ones that I'm thinking of so far beyond my understanding and in my ability to imagine. Thank you for your presence in my life. Teach me, lead me, guide me as we go through this prayer time, but in life in general, I ask for a, a heart that would be listening for you to speak in my life. As we walk through this prayer time, I feel especially needy today. <laughs> I need you especially today and certainly in reality, probably no more than ever, but I'm feeling it today. And I just ask for your, um, your presence to overlay my words, to make whatever I say into something that is useful and helpful and glorifying to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Today's passage for the rest of this is Ephesians 4, 25 through 32. And in this passage, Paul moves from the principles of the faith, like being renewed in our minds and setting aside our old life, like we talked about on Monday, and putting on the new life, to moves into the personal practice of our faith. And he gives us an air quote list, certainly not exclusive list, but he talks about some specific attitudes and actions in this passage, which should mark the new life of every new man in Christ. Pastor Stephen Cole puts it like this. He says, Paul goes from preaching to meddling, listing specific sins that characterize the life of the old man and the corresponding godly behavior of the new man. So, Let's read Ephesians 4, 25 through 32, and then we'll pray. But I want to offer you a trigger warning. If your toes haven't been stepped on by Paul yet in the book of Ephesians, there's a good chance that they will in today's text. So let's get to it. This is Ephesians 4, verses 25 through 32. He says, Therefore, putting away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. Let the thief no longer steal. Instead, he is to do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and anger and wrath, shouting and slander be removed from you along with all malice. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. Okay, so that's a pretty complete list. I don't know, complete's not the right word. That's a pretty extensive list when we really think about how it would reorient our attitudes and behaviors. So let's dig in and pray through that. I'm going to basically go through each of these instructions and pray that we would be willing and able and interested and obedient in pursuing these. I think what I'll do is I'll read the scripture and then pray, read, pray, read, pray, now that you have an idea of the overall picture. So it starts out by saying, therefore, putting away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Father, this stop lying kind of sounds so much easier to say than to do, because we realize that Lying extends to more than simply deceit. It, inst- it, it extends to posturing, presenting ourselves as something that we're not. It, it's deceptive. It's disrespectful because we're treating each other poorly as unworthy of the knowledge of the truth. And I, I recognize that this verse gives this because sentence, like it says, stop lying because we are members of one another. We belong to one another. We all have the same God inside of us. The Spirit binds us in a way, connects us in a way that we weren't before He came. So help us to put away lying and help us to learn to speak the truth, even when it's difficult, even when we don't want to hear it ourselves, even when it's hard for others to hear. But as we'll come to later in in the passage, season that with compassion and love and grace. And an intent to build up, not harm. 
So help us to learn to speak truth. If our habit is to hide behind false words, I pray that you would begin to help us to recognize when we fall into that trap and make a new choice. There are many ways that we can fall into the habit of using false words. And I ask that you would reveal each of those in our own hearts the way that we are perhaps doing that. Be angry and do not sin, you say. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. Dealing with our anger is hard work and it's uncomfortable. And sometimes some of us express it too much and some of us hide it away. Neither of those is healthy. Help us learn to find a way to process anger in healthy ways without sin. Help us to learn to process our anger without sinning. Help us to learn to do it immediately so that it doesn't build up over time, so that it doesn't uh, leach into resentment, so that we are free from, well, I feel like the shackles is the, is the word. We're free from the binding that it puts on our hearts and can experience this freedom of living in a place where anger does not control us. Let the thief no longer steal. Instead, he has to do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. Father, it's funny. This I'm sure I've read this passage before, but this really struck me in this idea that stop stealing and do honest work, but not so that you can get ahead and so that you can provide an honest living for your family or be a fruitful member of society in a productive kind of standpoint, but so that you have something to share with anyone in need, so that you not only provide for yourself, but that you can provide and share with others. Stop stealing, do honest work, so that you can be generous, so that you can give back to your community. As we think about our, our work and what we do for a living, the way we earn our money, I pray that you would give us a healthy perspective of that and in, in some ways keep us honest in that regard too in all things that have to do with our work. Let our integrity be visible and present. Like Help us learn to live a life of integrity. Not so that we can produce a lot of stuff so that we can hoard it, but so that we can be generous and provide for the community that we are a part of. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need, so that it gives grace to those who hear. By their language in this case, no foul language should come from our mouths. Instead, we should not say the things that would tear each other down. I think this can also be um, safe to apply to our typed comments on social media or our blog posts or our interactions with anyone face-to-face or virtually or digitally. Teach us to use language to give life, to create, not to destroy, and not to tear down. Help us think carefully about the things we say. In Matthew, I think you say that we will be accountable for every word that we speak. That's daunting. Help us be careful. Help us learn to speak truth and not only not lie, as the first instruction was, but to speak life, not to use foul language, not to demean, not to disrespect, not to tear apart. Help us use our language to build, to grow, to give grace to those who hear. Don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by Him for the day of redemption. Spirit, we've already thanked you for your presence in our life. 
and you convict. That's another one of your works in us. And so I I pray for repentance in our hearts this morning of the things that we've done on this list that we need to turn away from, that we need to leave behind us. And so I ask you to do that work in us today. Teach us where we need to repent of these things and give us very specific steps to take toward a more righteous lifestyle in these regards. Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander be removed from you along with all malice. This is another verbal instruction, right? Bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander. Bitterness, anger, and wrath is internal and it comes out as shouting and slander. Heal us from those things. Take them away from us. Let them be removed from us along with all malice. Let us move through this world with an effort for good for people, wanting good for people, actively participating in creating good for people, not maliciousness. Let us take away that bitterness, wrath, and anger, and malice from our lives. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another just as God also forgave you in Christ. Kindness, compassionate. Father, build these into our lives. Spirit, release them. This is an overflow of who you are in us. Kindness, compassionate is part of your nature. And if we are not grieving the Spirit, as the verse above said, then this should be displayed in our lives. Increase its presence in my speech, in my thoughts, in my actions, in my attitudes. Help me learn to forgive quickly and easily with gratitude in that you have forgiven me of so much. If there are specific people that we need to forgive right now, bring those to our minds. Let them jump into our minds and let us not rest until we have kind of processed this forgiveness. You forgave us so much. Jesus spent so much, sacrificed so much, so that forgiveness could come to me. Make that a well that I can just throw grace and forgiveness at people. These things aren't easy and they aren't quick. And so I ask that you would not only bring us to repentance in each of those areas that we need to change, but teach us and encourage us along this path over time. Help us to turn into the kind of people that you want us to be. Grow us each up into those people that you want us to be. Help us learn to walk the way this new self should walk as you've outlined here and be with us every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining me this morning for this prayer. I so appreciate you being here. If you're watching the broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, we will be back on Monday. This is Wednesday. We'll be back on Monday, and we'll be stepping into Chapter 5 next week. If you are a podcast listener, thank you for showing up with us on that platform. And sharing it with a friend helps more people be able to add their voice to ours in prayer. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace and the Gravel Road, who helps Christian women grow a God-first life in business. And my heart is that as we do this, we would all grow in our prayer lives, but mostly I pray that we would each fall deeper and deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. <laughs>